Hello. Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. <clears throat> I am the king of overthinking and then distracting myself from actually doing what I tell myself I'm going to do. And it's terrible. Like, I feel like, because I took, so like I set up this light and then I'm over here trying to like tweak the dialogue and make sure that the, the audio sounds good before I start doing it. And then in our place in Nashville, we have these like two separate offices, right? Like this is where I come and edit and record and do whatever. Um, the vents here, when they shoot up air, it creates this like ghost whistling noise all and so that was in the background, so that was bothering me. And then the fan was going, and I'm like tweaking that. The moral of this story is I am god awful at just doing something. And I'm trying to be better at that. And I don't know what that is. I'm definitely not going to set that as like a New Year's resolution or something stupid like that. But like I overthink things. Like that's like my creative process is I overthink things to death, like literally to death. Like I won't do them. Like I'll do. I'll talk it out. I'll have 25 conversations about, ooh, that'd be a good idea, right? Like, that'd be fun. Hold on. See, like, now my mic looks. Oh, yeah, my mic is too loud at times. That's great. Okay. Uh, like, I'll have 25 conversations about doing the thing, right? And then I'll be, like, trying to, like, talk it into existence. And then... I'll bounce ideas off of people and I'll, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And I never end up doing it. And then I keep telling, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it today. Oh, I'll, I'll do it this weekend. Oh, I'll do it Monday. So that way it's a fresh start to the week and I can be consistent and start a new habit and do whatever. Like I, the same way that I go, oh, once the lighting is dialed in, I'll start recording. Or once the audio is worked out, I'll start recording. Um, I just need to shut the hell up. And just do it sometimes, you know? That's like my big issue. Um, it's like, it's like what is that? Analysis paralysis to its absolute finest. That's like me. That's my creative process. That's what I do. And then I'll do that until I don't want to do that thing anymore because I literally have overthought it to death. It is so frustrating. And I don't know what type of personality that is. I don't know who does that. Um, but stop it including myself i need to knock that off because i, I don't get i hard i i will come up with all these fun ideas that i want to do and i'll never do them uh because the script's not done yet or uh the weather's not cooperating or i don't have access to um i don't know musicians or actors or um the right equipment or uh, you know i i pulled some shit when we first got here like I got here two weeks ago and I've been sitting like I, I've done stuff. I've done a lot of fun things, but like I sat on like, well, I don't, I don't feel inspired by my space. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, oh, I don't, I don't have enough fun stuff on the walls to feel like I want to work there yet, you know? And I did that yesterday. Like I had to get this uh, tool on my computer uh, so I can manage like 
clients and, and accounts that I'm working and, and different things like that and, and the people and contacts that I've made and met. Um, and I like, I like overthought the shit out of it and I almost, I wanted to like get, I was like, oh no, I don't want that stuff on my computer. My computer is like my creative space. Who the fuck talks like that? My computer is my creative space. That's where I, I don't want any of that stuff on there. Dude, that's your job. Do it. Like, that's my biggest issue. I just need to shut the hell up. I already know the answer. Like, why am I bouncing? Why am I ping-ponging ideas off of 35 people uh, just for the sake of, I don't know, hearing the answer that I already know but don't want to hear out loud and then I get upset and pissed off when they tell me the answer? It's very toxic. It's so annoying. But, um, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Nashville now, which is a nice change from Seattle. You know, my biggest, my biggest issue, I don't have an issue. I love this place. I love, I love Nashville. Um, there was something about it when we, when we came down and visited forever ago, there was something about coming down here that like felt right, you know, it almost felt like, like when we got back on the plane to go back to Seattle and like, we, you know, we thought we wanted to move here and then we came here and we're like, okay, we definitely want to move here. And then we got on the plane, landed in Seattle and I felt immediately depressed. I felt like depressed and deprived of like wanting to actually, actually do creative shit. Um, again, another excuse. I'm sure that's just an excuse, right? Dude, I'm a moron. I don't know why I do that. I, 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 I lived in Seattle my entire life. I genuinely did not like it. I like I like the idea of visiting Seattle. But like the way that we played it out was was okay, we, we should move there, but then I, I got into the whole analysis paralysis thing where I'm like, do I really want to move there? That sounds like a lot of work. It sounds scary. I'm gonna have to build new contacts, all this whatever. And then the deal was we would apply for jobs, which what better time to apply for jobs than the middle of a pandemic. Um, and then whoever got a job, that'd just be kind of the green ticket to go. That's like what we would do is we would just go down. Um, and so Sarah ended up getting a job. And uh, uh, within a month, month later, we packed up the entire apartment and moved down, which is like stressful as hell. Um, but I wouldn't, have chosen to do it any other way like dude we were miserable in that apartment like seattle sucks i think seattle sucks to live in um sorry if you live in seattle it's beautiful it's a beautiful area right i grew up there my entire life it's a beautiful spot to visit right i think to visit like i can't wait to go back and visit but to live dude what in the fuck is that and like I don't know. I didn't want to live like it, I, first of all, we were never going to own a home in this greater Seattle area ever. Okay. It was never going to happen. Uh, it's, you know, like you could get a crack house uh, in Capitol Hill for uh, $850,000. Like, and I'm not trying to live in Seattle either, but even outside of Seattle, like Bellevue, Kirkland, um, Bothell's even expensive. Uh, 
like you you have to live if you want to like reasonably live and afford a mortgage on a home and do that whole thing you're living an hour and a half out of the city and so like for me as a creative and with her and her work and where she's got to work and meet with with clients or at least used to right because of uh covid um it makes no sense to live that far out of the city absolutely it's just ridiculous so i just dude, living here has been so nice like we're 10 minutes out of the city and we're paying the same same amount we were paying for rent um and a tiny ass condo with HOA crawling up our ass every week uh, about, oh, but the, you didn't put the mats up for moving furniture out and uh, in the elevator. We're going to have to find, find, find the landlord for that. Like, oh, that doesn't belong in recycling. Even though it's plastic, it belongs in the trash. I'm like, I can't. Maybe I don't understand the rules of recycling, but all good. Uh, you know, just ridiculous shit. So... Since moving out here, it's been super nice. Um, and for my work, for like creative work, the people and the businesses and and uh, the entrepreneurs and the artists out here, I feel like it's like actually alive, right? I feel like in Seattle, it felt like they were there, but they were, you know, having to do what I did at a time, which was go work for a uh, like another. I don't, I don't know, a company, right? Like I, I did video production for like a merger and acquisition company out in Bothell. Um, and oh my God, did I hate that job? And there are good jobs out there, right? There are cool companies to work for if that's your thing. If you want to be a graphic designer, if you want to be a, you know, whatever artist and like you want to scratch that itch and then get a paycheck and do whatever, you could do it in the Seattle area for sure. Um, but and then dude and then it just gets so political too and this is everywhere this this is not just seattle this is just another gripe entirely that i have um you can see my add working at its finest right now but one of the the biggest so because at the time so i'm i was still trying to figure it out still am trying to figure it out. i don't fucking have shit figured out and that's the thing uh i went out for a job interview with a company called funko and I don't know if you know who Funko is, but they do like the little figurine guys with the big heads, right? You've probably seen them before. They do like Stranger Things and like whatever fun stuff they want. Um, and I would, uh, I I went up for the job. I went up for the job interviews for video video production specialist or whatever it was, uh, and. I was super excited about it because I, at the time I was trying to make this whole thing make sense, right? Like doing video production, but getting paid to do it through a company, but not having to put the work in to do it myself and be a freelancer or a business owner. Um, I like, you know, I just wanted like the easy route while also being able to scratch like this creative itch. Um, so I go to Funko and I was excited as hell about this job because they're talking about, I'm like super into, um, you know, video games and movies and tech and all this stuff. And they were talking about how for the job, they would have to fly me out to like all these, uh, all these like events, uh, for like big releases and, and, uh, movie parties and rap parties and this and that. And, you know, they would partner with, with bigger, bigger companies like Warner brothers or, um, you know, uh, they do the whole E3 thing. And, 
and I would get to go to those. And I've never been to any of that. Uh, so I was excited about it because I didn't even know that was a perk of the job. I just thought it was a cool company because it's like, I don't know, nerd culture. And you get a, they added like a podcast thing and a bunch of different YouTube channels. And um, I thought it was super interesting. And then I sat down for the interview and I don't know why, but I expected it to be different. I have such a fucking issue with the interview process. Um, would you like, dude, if you're going to hold an interview, at least be creative with how you're doing it. Okay. If you're just doing it because that's how the way you were, I have to, I have to like map this out in my head in an interview. If you're hiring for a position, right in anything and you sit the person down, hi, how are you? Well, thanks so much for, you know, setting the time aside, they sit down, and then you go, you go, okay, well, uh, tell me about yourself. Standard, sure, do it, right? Talk about yourself. What do you do? Why are you here? Why, why are you excited? Um, but then, if you give the follow-up question of like, so tell me what your five-year plan is, dude, go fuck yourself. If you're talking about a five-year fucking plan, dude, no one, that's so old, that's so old and expired and ancient. No one even knows what the hell they're doing tomorrow is. That's, that was my whole thing. I laughed at them when they asked me. They're like, oh, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, dude, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't have a five-year plan. Like, is that an issue? I don't. I really don't. Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing next month. I literally said that to them. And they had an issue with that. I don't know. What type of, like, what do you want, dude? No one knows. If you come in and you straight up go, this is my five-year plan. I plan to do this. Th-. And, you know, they didn't want, like, achievements or anything in that. They wanted, like, your career timeline. What does that look like in five years? How is that broken down? I'm like, dude, I don't even know, okay? I have no clue what, and I, I don't even know like I just came from reselling door to door, business to business, uh, out, outside sales. I was reselling UPS, UPS services, reselling it. Why? Why was I doing that? Right? Because I was chasing a salary. That's why I was doing it. Oh, that's fun, dude. I had such a good time with that job. And then Right, so after that, I'm like, nah, I gotta get out of here. So I go do video production for a merger and acquisition company. It was the most like old white guy bigoted bullshit I've ever been a part of, and I and um, I, I could I could go in on that company, but I don't feel like I wanted to do that. It's toxic, right? I hope they're doing well. Uh, but after that, I did the whole Funko thing, and I was like, this could be fun. They start asking me the five-year plan. I tell them, I don't even know what I'm doing next month. They had an issue with that and then cut the interview short. And you can tell, right, when they cut the interview short because all their eyes start getting all weird and they start losing attention. And, well, uh, I, think that's, I think that's it for us. I don't, I don't know. Do, do you have any questions? I'm like, dude, we talked for maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like, that was, there was no way that was your interview process. And I just, I just have such an issue, dude. And if you, if you straight up know, if you pretend like you know for the sake of a job interview what your five-year plan is, you're a liar. You have no clue. 
you might know what you want to be, kind of, but even then it changes, right? Like, I went to college for acting and I came out with a film degree for video production and like a specialization behind the camera. Like that's that's what I did. Uh, actually, no, I went to I went to Central Washington University. Go Wildcats, baby! And I went there for Juan Justice. What the hell? I went there to get a Law and Justice degree. Uh, and my idea was I would take that Law and Justice degree and then go become a police officer. Excuse me. And then, like, you don't even you don't even need that. You don't need school to become a police officer, right? You just don't. You can do it. It helps. I'm sure it does. But you don't need it. Um, so I said, no thanks. So I went to go get something else that you don't need to become a something else. You know what I'm saying? I went to go get a film degree so I could go what? Talk about my five-year plan. Now, I'm not dogging college, right? Makes sense. I get it. I understand it. It helped. I made a lot of friends. Uh, I, I don't know. I cheated my way through a lot of tests. Uh, like, um, maybe I call it college was all right. Um, but my point is I went in thinking I was going to do one thing came out within a year that changed for me. Right. And then again, I I went in to get a film degree, but I thought it was going to be like in theater and acting. Right. Because in my head I was like, Oh, I'd rather go play a cop. I'd rather be a cop on a show or a movie or a music video or whatever. Um, that makes no sense, uh, you know. And then, and then I, I was doing it. I was like acting, and then, and then I decided in that moment I was like, actually, I like making people look better uh, on the camera, like behind the camera, because I don't trust the person behind the camera right now to make me look good, you know. Because I like I got a receding hairline. Yeah, I'm not the most attractive person. So for that person, I'm like, hey, buddy. Uh, you know what you're doing back there? You got to make me look good. And then I didn't trust them. So I swapped places with them and I made them look good. And then I like doing that. So that's kind of where my whole thing with behind the camera comes from. But point being, you have no, if you, if you think for one fucking second that you have it figured out, you're lying to yourself and you're either the most unhappy person I've ever fucking met in my entire life uh, or you're a wizard. Right. If you tell me right up, straight up, right now, your five-year plan, where you're gonna be five years, you're a liar, and that's I. I don't make the rules. That's just how it is. Um, and I don't know. I have I have a big issue with that. So, anyways, I did the whole interview. I didn't get the job, of course. And I'm assuming I asked for feedback too, dude. That's another thing too. I asked for feedback, which I do. Right, as anyone should. You go into an interview, you don't get the job. Great. Hey, guy. How come I didn't get the job? I'm bummed out. I'm upset. How come I didn't get the job? Where could I pivot? Right? Where could I be better? No answer. Okay. Cool. And I I saw that time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. You know? Uh, every interview, every job I went out for that I didn't get, that I was super bummed out I didn't get. Obviously, everything happens for a reason, right? Some of us learn sooner than later. I think I learned later than sooner, and I just kept like being stubborn and going after the same thing. Again, 
analysis paralysis if I would just shut the fuck up and do things, I think I'd probably be a lot happier. I'm happy now, right? Um, because I think I'm trying to pivot those behaviors. But uh, yeah, I ask every single time I didn't get the job. I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. Why didn't I get it? And that's a person that I'm emailing, you know? I'm emailing a person. I'm following up like an adult, right? I don't give a shit if I'm like 22 or 23 or whatever it is. Like, dude, just be like, oh, you know what? Uh, I don't know. We hated you. You sucked. I would have taken that answer over no answer. I think it's so weird that like you don't reply to that. that you don't respond to that. That's okay. Whatever. So off of that, uh, I just kind of got, I like got in the mindset of, uh, like making my own luck, right? Because there were all these fun companies that I wanted to be a part of. There were all these cool brands like Nordstrom, dude, I wanted to work for Nordstrom so bad because I love fashion. Um, and, uh, they, I I couldn't I couldn't it's like so political it's like um trying to think of that other one that's like that in Seattle it, Amazon kind of you know like it's all about like internal referrals and all this stuff but if you go work on like their their retail floor right if you go work on the store floor and you go put in your hours and you're like top producer or whatever even then you top out. There were so many people like clamoring their way to try to get into corporate from the retail floor that it's like goddamn near impossible to get in in the first place. And it's the same with like Amazon. Like, what are you gonna do? Go to the warehouse and work your way up? Fat chance, pal. Costco is pretty good at that. And then now, like, what am I? What am I becoming? Like, um, LinkedIn was this a LinkedIn post talking about companies and shit, dude. Uh, I don't know. So my whole th- like. I wanted to do these things, right? I wanted to work for like fashion brands or I wanted to work for music artists and uh, and I would never get hit back with anything, right? With with any opportunities or any job applications. Dude, I filled out so many job applications, like desperately. I would call, I would track down the right person on LinkedIn. I would call them up. Hey, uh, just checking in. Do you know where... Uh, where I could, you know, I applied for this position. I really want it. Is anything you could do for me? Can, can, you know, give me an update, whatever. And every single time, you know, they're super nice to me. But nope, nothing they could do. And then I don't get the job. Cool. Awesome. So I just kind of got tired of, like, playing that game, you know. Um, so I kind of, uh, like, I'm, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of, like, reaching out to brands and companies and people that I like and want to work for while I'm down here. And if it leads to a paycheck, great. If not, uh, it's more for my reel and I wanted to do it in the first place. That's kind of how I look at it. Um, of course, like I need to pay my bills. I'm not down here just doing charity work, but, uh, you know, like, I, I, it's a connection that could, it's just networking, you know? And I, and I've done that before where I've, uh, worked for free for, a really long time without seeing anything on the back end while wanting something on the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I have a different approach to it now where it's like, yeah, I'll do a free video. And if it leads to something cool, if not, like I loved producing that, like there's a reason I reached out to you. Like I'm very selective now. Right. Um, 
like one of my favorite things that I did was I filmed for Goth Babe, um, who is based out of Oregon, but is originally from Nashville. If you haven't heard his music, go check it out. Uh, and I shot his his Pacific Northwest tour, and I thought it was like the coolest thing. And I did it all for free. And every every stop that I did, I drove out to. I did his Seattle show was first, and then he went up to Vancouver, BC, and I followed him and his band and his uh, his manager up to every stop. I filmed everything, whatever, and I turned it around same day, right? Like I did all of that because I wanted to do it. I didn't. I wasn't expecting. I don't like maybe our paths cross again in the future, or whatever. But those videos were some of my favorite videos that I've shot. Um, those were like the last things I shot too, because I was like February and you know, RIP COVID. So, uh, we, I did all that and had like the most fun with it. And then, so I came here and what's so funny is like during lockdown, uh, my wife, uh, was saying how like in the middle of the night, like we're both like super depressed and we're thinking about like moving and doing all this, whatever. Um, she found, Travis Austin Customs, who makes like the coolest custom hats and leather jackets, and the stories behind what they put into the detail and 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 the artwork, and um, you know the the custom paint jobs, and and it is so fucking cool. And she sent that over to me like ten o'clock at night. She found them on Instagram, and at the time they were based in Dallas, um, and. She sent them over to me, and I was like, dude, they are so sick. And so I wanted to work for them, uh, and I kept saying that. I kept saying that over and over and over and over again. I was like, I'm going to work for them when we get to Nashville, right? And um, it's just funny how things work out because I kept following them. I was like, dude, this stuff is so fucking cool. Like, I have, I, I, I want, like, again, I'm passionate about fashion and and um, and all of that. So, so I was just i i loved the vibe and the vibe of the shop and the the creators who who go in there the artists and um the way that they tell their stories through their through their custom hats and jackets uh i go in there and uh i sent them a fucking instagram dm do we have a bus that drives around our neighborhood and honks don't know what that is i think it says church bus or something like that no idea i don't know is that a south thing no idea what that is. I don't know why they honk too. Is that like spreading good vibes? I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, when I came down here, I DM'd them and I was working for them within the first week of being down here um, along with another artist who I really enjoyed working with. His name's Leighton Fields. Um, should check out his music as well. But I, so I worked for both of these guys just simply off of like DMing them and then being passionate about working for them. You know what I'm saying? And, and both things I did for free because I wanted to do them. And like, I hope to continue to work with them even again, if it's for free work. Um, there, there was something about like just following that like instinct that led to these opportunities that led to being, you know, excited and open-minded about shooting these projects and, and, um, I don't know. I guess it's like just being a creative, right? So for the first time, you know what I liked about that is like for the first time, I felt like I wasn't overanalyzing shit in a really long time. Like I would say like probably over a year, like because it's all I've done. All I've done is overthink shit. Uh, so for the first time working for both of them, 
it felt really good. It felt like I was um, back in this like creative flow where I could just make things make sense. And uh, I don't know. I just had a really good time shooting for them both. I guess my whole point of that is uh, oh, there's a lot of things in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I think I have ADD. Bad. Like I got, I have an issue. Uh, where was I even going with that? Dude, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I don't know. I just, oh, like free work, I guess. Why was I talking about that? Just doing passionate stuff? Whatever. I have no idea. Anyways, hopefully I get to continue to do stuff like that down here. There are so many cool brands and, and business owners and entrepreneurs and people, artists, songwriters, um, all walks of life that you know, are just like happily doing their thing. And I love that. And I'm so attracted to that. And I like, I want to continue to follow that like gut instinct because that's what led me to get my uh, sweet 14 year old uh, Chihuahua. He's my baby boy. Um, That's what led me to my wife. That's what led me to uh, moving to Nashville. It's what led me to like some of these amazing opportunities I've had throughout the years. Goth babe. Um, you know, is just like following that gut intuition. And I feel like I have a really strong read on that. At least I hope I do. Not to be like cocky with that, but you know, it's just like it's this feeling that it's like you can't mistake it. Um so I don't know. Following that has been super important. Like I'm I plan to continue to do that even if I overanalyze it. I swear to god, I'm trying to get better at not overanalyzing and, and analysis paralysis and like yeah, I gotta like knock that off. There's this um, there's this artist uh, or producer, Kenny Beats. Uh, he makes this his whole like mantras, don't overthink shit. And then he, um, can you hear that? Do we also have these neighbors that rev their cars, like these big Subarus, which are cool. I don't have an issue with that, right? But sometimes they just leave them running, or they'll rev them in the driveway. It's pretty interesting. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> I went on a run the other day and uh, I got uh, bit by, because like I'm new to the neighborhood, right? So I was like, oh, I'm going to go on a run because like, oh, I can't go to the gym really right now. Uh, so I go on a run and there's this fucking trash dog that comes running out of the cul-de-sac and it's yapping at me and I didn't. I like I'm not scared of dogs. Like my brother is like really scared of dogs or at least used to be. My brother's uh my brother used to be really scared of dogs because a dog knocked him over when he was like rollerblading or something and on like a steep hill and he got all scraped up and whatever. And uh and so I'm like I'm not scared of do- he oh, outgrew that. He's he's fine now. He's a good dude. Oh. <laughs> I uh I am not scared of dogs. I was on this run. This dog comes running out of the cul-de-sac yapping at me. There's two of them. There's two of them that come running out. I'm like, this is interesting. Do people in the South just let their dogs run out of the house and then roam across the neighborhood hoping that they don't come back or something? Because that's what the fuck is going to happen if I let my dog out of the house. Like, I don't, I'm not, my dog, like when he goes out in the yard, I'm going to watch him and then I'm going to call him back in. Dogs are dumb. They're like, they, like, 
they're smart, but do, like they'll get distracted and go run off. You know what I'm saying? So if, my, if I let my dog out, I'm, I'm going to make sure he is, stays where he's supposed to be, right? Which is the yard. So these people, for some reason, don't care. And their two dogs are running around the neighborhood. They weren't even in like the cul-de-sac where the, per, the owner is, I guess. And the dogs come out yapping at me. I'm like, whoa, 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 all good. Uh, don't know what this is all about. I didn't do anything. I didn't piss you off, okay? Uh, just give me my space, and I'll be on my way. And I was, like, laughing at him because it's, like, this dumb little dog. Like, it's so stupid looking. And uh, the motherfucker bit me, dude, in the back of the calf. Bit me in the back of my calf. This is, like, first week that we're in this neighborhood, right? And I didn't think anything of it. It felt like it swiped me because I was, like, on a run, right? So, like, my adrenaline's going and shit. And, like, my calves are all fucking tight and muscular, you know? And I'm, like, running. Dog yaps. I'm, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't have a fucking problem. Go on with your day. And then I, it, it, they circle me, right? Uh, the two dogs circle me. One's in front. And I'm, like, la- again, I'm, like, laughing at him. I'm, like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. Leave. And one's in front of me, and then the other one comes up behind me, and I, I lost sight of it for like two seconds. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go the back the way I came. I guess I'm not allowed to run in your territory. Sorry, I'll fuck off. Um, oh, I feel like a swipe at the back of my my left leg, and I'm like, did you just swat me or something? Like, what the fuck was that? And I looked down. And all of a sudden, it's like bruised and swollen, and like I have like I had like a little bit of blood. It wasn't like that big of a deal. Um, and then, like my it was just super tight, and it was like like sore. And I'm like, "Hey, dude, did you just fucking bite me?" And then the neighbor comes running out of the house, right? Not even her dog. She just noticed that the trash dogs are biting me, right? And she's this like skinny ass white guy running in the middle of the road. So she comes to my rescue and she's like, hey, uh, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. And then uh, she's like, oh, okay. Um, she was like, I just, I just called the owner and told her her dog is out and biting. I'm like, hey, excuse me? Is this normal for you? Like, what the hell is going on around here? I'm confused. I'm from Seattle. I've never had a trash dog bite me before, right? Of course, there's trash dogs that live in Seattle, right? There's trash dogs that live everywhere. Now, this was a specific type of trash dog that I was confused about. And again, I've seen that driving around the neighborhoods out here. No, Everyone just lets their dogs like roam around like they're like it's their land or something. You know, like, like dude, there's like big ass cars. That are like barreling around the corner. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Anyways, so yeah, dude, and it got gnarly. It was like all black and purple. Um, it must have like bit me, like decent, but it's stupid because it's such a dumb little dog. You know, it was like I don't even know. This is a long, weird looking brown thing, and uh, I don't know. In the moment, right? Like I love animals. Like I'm not gonna call like animal control or whatever that is or like the city and be like well a trash dog on the loose come put it down that's fucked up um but maybe maybe i should have called and been like can you put this dog in a better home because maybe that's what it is maybe the owner just doesn't care right maybe she just lets the trash dog roam around um you know i don't know and i'm not 
I'm not sure. Maybe it's like part raccoon or something. But anyways, so that's a fucking trash dog. Um, I don't know how long I've been doing this for. But uh, let me uh, hold on. Let me let me check. Oh, okay. All right. I think we're probably about good here. Somewhere around here, I think, uh, is a good stopping point. Um, uh, what else? <laughs> Driving across the country was fun. Uh, like I, don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about here, right? I don't, like, what is this? What is this? No one fucking cares, right? Uh, part... Part me owning a business and, and like, flexing that I'm a videographer for some reason. Dude, so, okay, now, that's an interesting thing, right? That's an interesting thing that I do not like. Now, what I'm going to say here may be controversial, versal, Jesus, uh, but, my dude, there are so many, in my, in my profession, right, in my profession of being a creative, um, it's for some reason I and this is everywhere, right? This is this is everywhere. This is this is this belongs in real estate, this belongs in um I don't know, whatever sales, probably a lot. But dude, there are a lot, a lot of <laughs> douchebag videographers. Um in now some of them are talented, great, you know, go for it. You know, um, but some of them know that they're talented, and then I guess I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that, dude. If you know you're talented and you're like good at your shit, dude. Like, okay, so there's this guy. His name's Gibson Hazard. If you've ever heard of him, look him up. He does like 3D design into his video work, and he shot for Drake, and he recently just did something for like Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage. Um, he did something for like the MTV. Uh, music video awards or something and then he did uh he did something else i don't know um he did a bunch of did something for the lakers um i i probably already said the drake thing but travis scott i think um anyways look him up on like instagram or whatever dude his work is so sick now if you're someone like that and you're a douchebag dude i'll bow down to you all good you know i'll do that i don't have an issue with that you're a god and I'm a fucking peasant. Like, can I clean your shoes? Can I clean your shoes? And then, like, in in return, in payment, can you give me a little, like, I don't know, a little something-something, a little, little advice, you know? Give me a little pointer, even if you're like, dude, your work is shit. Dude, even if you're just like, all good. Um, you know, uh, do a one-word answer. I'm trying to think. Like, uh, Adobe. If he was just like, yeah, Adobe, I'd be like, okay, thanks, man. Appreciate your time, uh, and God bless you. He is, he does amazing work. He's a phenomenal human being. Um, yeah, dude, I, I love, I love that shit. Now, what I have an issue, so okay, okay, so I think this is where it gets connected. Is there are people that see that right? They see like top dog videographer right 
touring, filming for hot girls and and fun music artists and festivals and the coolest brands and they're getting brand deals and Instagram and eh. I think people see that and then like they're like, oh okay, dude, like I'm gonna put on I'm gonna put on uh, skinny black ripped jeans, my Yeezys, a long a tall tee, right? A tall tee that's like somehow form fitting and not flowy, uh, but it's just tall enough to be different and eye catching. And then like a, a five panel hat or whatever, um, and like uh, I'm trying to think, dude, that person's everywhere, man. And that's what I don't fucking like, dude. That person is going to give me a bad reputation because they're out there pretending, right? They're like, it's like, dude, it's like playing. It's like, it's like when you dressed up as a kid and you're like fucking around or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be, I want to be a, a, whatever the hell you want to be, right? But that's what that is. But for adults, right? It's for adult creatives. <laughs> dude. You are playing fucking dress up as a grown up, as a grown ass adult. You're running around playing dress up in your fucking black ripped jeans and your fucking Yeezys, and you're pretending, right? That like, sure, maybe, maybe you're decent at video production or whatever. Like, who am I to judge, right? I don't give a shit, dude. But if you're a douchebag and you're like leaving that trail of douchebaggery or whatever, and you're like trying to act like you're the shit or whatever, and you're just spreading that like a fucking fungus uh dude these artists and people that other people like humble human beings <clears throat> i'm not that humble that's fucked up dude i'm not that humble but now what i'm saying is if you're if you're gonna botch opportunities for other people it's like one bad apple right but it's a fucking ton it's a shit ton of bad apples it like almost made me not want to continue because like dude i'm like impressionable right I'm not, you know, like I have insecurities. I'm impressionable. Like I'm not fucking sick or anything like that. Like, um, like whatever. Uh, so when I see that shit and I'm like, oh dude, like this guy sucks. And then, you know, then he gets wrapped up in some like me too type shit. Um, because he got too cocky and thinks he's cool and he's going to like take advantage of his situation and, 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 and the pay and the fucking behind the scenes stuff and whatever touring. Um, dude, it's weird, right? And then you're going to give everyone a bad reputation because all of a sudden being like a creative video, like you become like this leech thing, right? You become this like leechy human being <clears throat> and no one likes that. No one respects that. It's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that, nor do I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have an issue. Like, I know a lot of people, and I grew up one of them, you know, if this shoe fits, you know, just stop, you know, uh, you know, oh, good. I'm sure people think I'm a douchebag too, right? Like, it's, like, again, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm not, pointing fingers here i just think i have an issue if <sighs> creatives are taking advantage of certain situations and then like they're not good at what they produce or whatever and then like you know stories get out people don't want to work with 
whatever, they close up their circle even tighter as if it's not hard enough to get a job or work with other creatives or artists or anything like that. Like, dude, you know how many DMs I've sent out? Um, you know, I've, I've like, I remember at, cause I shot for, I shot for, uh, bumper shoot and Capitol Hill block party, but I, I don't remember, uh, which, which festival it was, but I took the lineup, right? Cause I'm like, that's, I like, I want to, I want to like get involved. I want to do this shit, but I took the lineup, dude. And I don't know, like, sure. This is probably frowned upon, but I don't give a fuck, dude. I took the lineup and I wrote out a message and for some of them, I changed up the wording, but for a majority of them, dude, I was just slinging DMs, right? Because I wanted into the festival. I wanted to film for, I mean, like in some, like, I don't know, uh, I think it was like Carly Rae Jepsen or whatever, that girl from iCarly. She was on the lineup and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't really want to film for you. All good. Your music's great. You know, you're, uh. Yeah, I watched you growing up. All good. You're, you know, good for you. But not gonna film for you. Sorry, I'm not gonna. I'm not interested. Not that she cares. She doesn't give a shit. She does. She's got a fucking whole team of videographers and filmmakers doing her stuff. So all good. She doesn't care. No dirt off her shoulder. So, uh, so my thing is, I took this. I took this message. I sent it out to every every person on the lineup that I wanted to film for, and then others. I just did it. Just for the end and uh I, every single time it worked i got hit back by like maybe a few i really wanted to do stuff for hippie sabotage um i think their bumper shoot it was the one that they did either that or capitol hill block, block party i'm not sure but um i really wanted to i was in talks to do their stuff and i think at the last minute they found someone else to come in i still ended up shooting for somebody else but i was just eager and hungry for content right um, which, you know, I think that's how you get yourself into trouble. You're just shotgun blasting, uh, pointless things. And you get wrapped, wrapped up with weird people that you weren't passionate about. So then the project doesn't mean a lot to you. Um, I think that's, that's kind of where I, that was the lesson I learned from that, but I still got to do both festivals. I just didn't get to do it for like the guy I was passionate about filming for the two guys. Um, yeah. So all good uh again dude i have no idea where i was going with that um it's kind of the theme for this whatever the hell i'm trying to do this like once a week out yeah i'm once i'm not doing this more than once a week it's painful enough to sit down and do this and talk to myself in a room um about god knows what it's not helpful information at all um and i'm trying to be like positive right i'm not you know it's really easy i think i have a tendency to be um you know like pessimist or like self-deprecating humor or negative um but i do that like because i think it's funny um like i'm not like some curmudgeon grinch like if i do that it's i'm trying to like make someone laugh at me or at my scenario right like trash dog or my receding hairline or any of that shit like but I've been trying, I have felt so much better since being here, dude. During lockdown, like COVID still exists, right? COVID still sucks. But during lockdown, specifically in Seattle, dude, I was so depressed. I was so miserable. I hated my fucking life. I had no like creative energy at all. Um, so I just, that sucked. And I feel since being here, like I said, like since being here, things seem to come a hell of a lot easier to me. Um, 
like the people I'm reaching out to, the people I'm talking to, like I'm just kind of following this, like um, my wife calls it like state of flow, right? So I am just trying to like get in the groove and then just stay there, right? And then not overthink it, dude, not overthink it. Oh my God, I already did that once and I got pissed at my, I yelled at myself in the car the other day because I, my whole idea was I would, I would come here and do video production because that's what I do, you know, and I'm thankful enough to be doing it with, um, dude, the nicest people, dude, the nicest people. I have a, I have a contact or a client in Seattle. Um, they're called acres outdoor plumbing, dude. Oh my God. They are the nicest people. And I am fortunate enough to be continuing to work for them while I'm in Nashville. And then like, I'm flying back in like two weeks to go film, um, a ton of content for them. And they're just so nice. They're like the greatest people. And I'm super excited to go back and I'm super thankful. I get to continue to work for them. But my whole point was I'm my whole thing, like coming down here, like, sure, dude, it's new. It's scary. I'm terrified of, of, what's out there like making new friends dude how about that right oh my god making new friends is the weirdest concept but move on from that for now but uh you know i i have always worked retail like my entire life like working at a mall uh i think when i was like the day i turned 16 i was working at american eagle um and it was great i got discount on clothes and i met a bunch of people and friends and um uh, like managers that I admired and respected and, um, kind of pulled things from as I would continue to grow and whatever. Like that's, that's the whole point, right? That's, that's why you do the things you do. Um, but when I got here, I kind of went into like a panic, right? I went into this panic mode of like, Oh my God, I need to make money. How am I going to make money? Oh, none of this stuff is working. I'm using thumbtack. I'm doing all this freelance work, whatever. Like, you know, how do I, how do I make things make sense? You know? And I'm like, you know, mind you, like two weeks into this, I think this is my third week being here. Um, and you know, I was like, I was panicking like the whole time. And so I, I found myself, I'm like driving around trying to like be inspired and, and look for ideas or signs or whatever. And I'm like in this state of not flow. I'm in the state of like, like forcing things to make sense. And I wound up at the mall, like wandering around the mall, like trying to tell myself, like convince myself why I was there and, and like what, what was my actual purpose for doing that? And dude, I was looking for a plan B. Like I was looking for companies I'd want to work for in case my plan A failed. Dude, who does that? You know, like only sick people do that. And then people that plan to fucking fail. So uh, I got back in my car, yelled at myself in the in the rear view mirror. And I said, hey, knock it off. And now we're moving on, right? We're moving on. And I'm either going to make ends meet or I'll be homeless. All good. But those are my options here. Um, so, and then, you know, of course, so I take, what, 50 minutes out of my day to do a podcast. And that makes sense. Yeah, why not? Why not? That totally makes sense. Um, point being, you want to do something? Do it. Don't overthink it. Don't fucking plan B it. You know, don't have a, a fail safe. Oh, well, if it doesn't work out, I guess I'll just go fucking like, dude. I can't, you know, I've, I've done that far too many times and it gets me into trouble. It gets me in an unhappy place. Um, and I don't like doing it now, you know, I understand like my schedule is a little complicated. I'm not above going to get a part-time job. I would do that. Right. 
but I've just been in a position like I still have clients and I still have other obligations I need to like prioritize before money, before like secure, comfortable income. Um, so like, dude, easily I would go, you know, be a barista in the morning, right? Um, but I just, right now it doesn't make sense to do that because it doesn't. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of burnt out. I think, I think I'm about done on this, but this is good. This, I feel, I like this. I like this because it feels like a good therapeutic, like creative outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like I'm talking to myself. I'm like getting ideas out there. I'm talking through it, right? Maybe this is going to help with my over analysis paralysis bullshit, but, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? I think what we can take away, I do. There's, there's not a lot you can take away from this. Let's, let's be fucking honest. Um, you know, no shaman or anyone that, uh, you know, Hey, I'm just a, I'm just a kid from Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Fuck a five-year plan, huh? Dude, I think that's, that's a good title for this, huh? Fuck a five-year plan. Maybe. I'll probably end up overthinking that too, but I think I just got to go for it. Fuck. What, what, like, yeah, fuck a five-year plan, dude. Fuck it. Um, dude, such an issue with that, man. I could do, I could go on and on about that fucking five-year plan, dude. Dude, unbelievable. So fucking, so annoying. All right. I think we're good here. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we are. We're good here. Great. So long. So long, everyone. Have a great uh, week or weekend whenever this comes out. Enjoy. Hope life is good for you. All three people that end up hearing this. Okay, see ya.